Hey, and welcome once again to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. My name is Mike Freeman. Uh, so happy to have you here as we continue to walk through John chapter 4. And where we are at the point of our story is that it is, uh, it's the middle of the day. Jesus is at a well, and he is engaging with a, a woman, a Samaritan woman. His disciples have gone to town to buy food, and throughout the course of conversation with this woman, Jesus has asked her for water. She has kind of raised the red flag, like, what are you doing talking to me? You are a Jewish man. I'm a Samaritan woman. This is this is outside of the boundaries of what societal norms would expect. And yet, Jesus ends up offering to her living water. He's offering to her himself. She ends up asking him some theology questions, and he he answers them not how she was hoping, but uh, but he answers them nonetheless. And then ultimately, he reveals to her he identifies himself as the Messiah. This is where we left off yesterday, and so today we pick up and and we're going to look at the disciples, and uh, they're going to return, and we're also going to see how this woman responds to Jesus. And so let's jump in. John chapter 4, verses 27 through 30. It says, Just then, his disciples came back. They marveled that he was talking with a woman, but no one said, What do you seek? Or, Why are you talking with her? Right? They're all like, What are you doing, Jesus? But no one's really willing to ask him the question. Well, verse 28. So the woman left her water jar and went away into town and said to the people, Check this out. Come See a man who told me all that I ever did. Can this be the Christ? They went out of the town and were coming to him. Now, this is, I want to stop here and I want to, I want to consider a couple of different things here. I want to consider, first of all, the, the reality that Jesus did not conform to the norms the disciples had for him. We have to remember, he is, he is pure and true and holy. And in his interactions with those who, were unclean or those who were uh, sinful like in his interactions with any of us, we, we don't diminish him at all. But rather, as he reveals himself, he gives us the chance to be cleansed, to be made whole, to be made new. This is, this is how the gospel works. We come to him broken and he, he fixes us. But then we also see uh, that not only does he not conform to their expectations, but now this woman, she goes back to the town and she starts telling everyone about Jesus. She says, let me tell you, I interacted with this man. Let me tell you this story. Let me tell you about this guy. He told me everything I've ever done. And then she starts asking this question, could this be the Messiah? Now, I want to pause here. We, We should consider her response to encountering Jesus in the way that spills into every other encounter she has with other people and our response to encountering Jesus and whether or not they're similar. See, the unfortunate response sometimes is that we encounter Christ and it's glorious. We trust in his grace and his mercy. We believe he is the Messiah. We fall in love with this thing called the church, his bride. We become engaged in the church. But sometimes we end up kind of like having this, uh, this separate life where we've got our church and Jesus life, and then we just do our best to avoid those outside the church or not to engage with them. Uh, but this woman, what she does is she begins to tell everyone she can about her encounter with Jesus. Now, I'm not arguing that she's even a Christian yet. I don't think the text permits that. 
But what we see is that she is willing to share about how amazing Jesus is, about how amazing his claims are, about how amazing his identity is. And in doing this, she just asks the question, can this be the Christ? And what is the response of people? They come to see Jesus. See, I think this describes what, what the ideal response for us should look like as we not only engage with Jesus, but as we engage with those who are outside of Christ. I want to have a heart like this woman who says, says to, to everyone I know who is yet to trust in Jesus, could, could this be your Savior? Could this be the one that you're looking for? Come and, come and check out Jesus. Come and hear a little bit about him. Come and consider his claims. I can't make someone believe that. I can't twist someone's arm or, or I can't even convince them in their mind. Remember, no one has anything except for what God gives. God's got to reveal himself. He has to reveal himself to them. But my part and your part, your part, to tell as many people as you can about the significance of the claims of Jesus. Now, Jesus, at the end of Matthew, he says, go therefore and make disciples of all the nations. He instructs us to go and make disciples. Where does that start? That starts with, that starts with telling his story. It starts with talking about Jesus. So who, who is in your life who have you, you have yet to say the name Jesus to? I want you to think about this for a minute. Who is in your life that you, you have yet to say the name Jesus to? They don't know you're a follower of Jesus. They don't know that you believe in Jesus. They don't know that you worship Jesus. They don't know that you're trying to become like Jesus. You've just kind of kept it on the down low. You've kept it on the sly. You've kept it kind of quiet. See, the ancient way for our modern day, what we can learn as we see Jesus revealing his identity to this woman so that she might believe, as we see Jesus revealing his identity to us so that we might believe, what we see is that through us, Jesus wants to reveal his identity to others so that they might believe. And this is the ancient way for our modern day. This is the way the gospel is meant to work. We are meant to be transformed by Jesus. And then in that, we are meant to call as many people as we can to say, come, come and check out this guy. Could this be the Christ? This is our ancient way for our modern day.